Okay. Um, this is Josh T. Franco interviewing Devin DQ at her home in Denver, Colorado on July 7th, 2020 for the Smithsonian Institution Archives of American Art Pandemic Project. And that's the scripted part and it's done. Devin, it's really nice to see you and thank you for doing this with us. Right on. So this is really just, you know, these are brief and we want to know how people in the American art world are doing. Um, so we can start just, yeah, at the top of the questions, tell me how these past few months have been for you since March, since the pandemic um, hit us. Well, the, I, I suppose that's the how are you, which I already answered with right on, which is the wrong answer, but here we go. <laughs> okay. um, Move on at will. I, I'll go with, hi there. Uh, I'm quoting Washington on Welcome Back, Connor. You look up what sweat hogging is. Uh, but we're all doing well and hope everyone else is doing equally well. As you can see, I'm wearing a mask, but I'm going to put another one on because, like a jockey, I can put many on. I have not seen anyone do multiple masks. This is a first. You're setting precedent. <laughs> I can't even manage to do it. Good thing I'm not a jockey uh, at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but we published two masks by Romana Dardova uh, six months before the pandemic or sometime around there. Maybe it's longer. I always get time. Screw that. She's a terrific artist. And somehow her appreciate mask, she's a Czech artist, uh, which is you know, Eastern European, and you'd think um, that masks would be more from like Eastern cultures like Asia, mm. but she, she, uh, she made them and, and maybe they help people in the art world a little bit. Super cool. And that's the treasure. Uh, to be given the opportunity to see many things and be able to be exposed to such creative artists mm -hmm. and early in their career. It's part of my practice, sharing other artists with other people. And I want to share in that kindergarten kind of way. That's not so easy at this time. And uh, uh, yeah, there's Zoom, which we're doing, and there's FaceTime. But real interaction is hard to replace, and it makes it feel really Logan's run. And by the way, what was your first mask? No, I know the answer. <laughs> Mine was also Ramona Dardova that I luckily, I was such a weird, you know, quarantine happened. We had a lot of time at home. I started cleaning, deep cleaning, and then I found my Dardova mask. Um, can you tell us more about where I found it? It was part of a Zing issue. I don't remember the number. And so also just to note, you're the founder, editor, creator of Zing Magazine, which I've always seen as like, when I enter, it's a world you enter. And I remember when I entered Zing World and the, yeah, you really are dedicated to sharing other artists' work along with yours. Uh, well, uh, I, I met Romana in Prague and she carried me off the plane you know, like with the, the little like iPod that says, I'm looking for Devin DeQ, you know, yeah. and, and to my place of residency. Uh, and uh, she 
um, uh, I, I had a residency with the Black Cube as a Black Cube fellow in Prague for uh, an exhibition at Futura. And um, we became really, uh, you know, good friends, I would say. And um, uh, she, our visitor's studio, um, which was in this like place far away from the center of town. And uh, uh, she showed me this project that she was doing and she was hand making these masks. And I thought, and seriously, we were just about to, it, it wasn't six months ago now that I think about it, but uh, we were about to uh, publish a magazine and I'm like, she's got to be in it. And uh, so, uh, and these masks have to be in it. And, and that was uh, just remarkable uh, that we did that. Why was she making masks? Because she was making masks long before COVID hit. Yeah, she, she was because she had been doing residencies in Asia and uh, mask wearing in Asia is a much more prevalent thing than uh, uh, here in uh, the Occidental societies. And uh, she... Uh, and even when we're in Prague and she's putting them on at the, you know, at the, at the pub or wherever you are, and, you know, just for me to take a snapshot, it was really interesting because it seems so strange. And uh, she uh, was really patient in all of that. Yeah. Do you want to show yours off a bit? I'm trying to see their hands at the bottom. It's a hand that goes across. I may even have it upside down. No, it's a hand that goes across. She has another one that is sushi. I have the sushi one. It's hanging on the doorknob right there. <laughs> put it on. I'll put it on, sure. <laughs> oh, it was in my pocket. <laughs> there you Good idea. Go. This is fun. Oh, see, there you go. I love it. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and so now we go to question two, I guess. Yes, let's do it. So what do you think is missing from accounts of our current crisis? Um, uh, well, I was going to go to question two, which is tell me how the past few months, weeks have been for you. But I oh, think that's yes. yeah. And Thank I you. said, Selfishly, I was working with Courtney Lane Stell, uh, uh, independent curator, and my team um, to produce uh, the mid-career smear for the past seven years. And, um, and it, encompass, it encompasses my practice for 30 years, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And it opened just before the U.S. realized it's COVID-19 uh ordeal and um uh closed like two weeks after and it will reopen after labor day and um when people feel safe and comfortable as well as with programming and that will be when you come out <laughs> I look forward to it. 
Yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a grand old time. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, that's great. So do you, what were those two weeks like? I want to like, since it was so short, I'd love to give you a chance to inhabit it a little bit. It must have been nice to, open, that's the, I mean, that's a retrospective of your career so far. It's huge. Well, it was really wonderful. The opening was great. A, a zillion people came. Um, there was a big band and party and all the brouhaha. And, um, and it was wonderful in the sense that there were a lot of people that are not necessarily involved in the art world that were there and got to see it. And then a wonderful thing happened. There's this group of teachers um, from the universities in the Denver, uh, Boulder metro area. And they kind of have like a book club of university teachers in the art world. Mm -hmm. And they meet once in a while and go to uh, uh, shows. And they all came, that was a real highlight. And um, at one point we go, it, and they want the long tour. You know, you always start out a tour with how much time do you have, mm. you know? Um, and uh, they want the long tour, which means it's like two hours, you okay. know, because there's over uh, 60 rooms and um, it's in two spots, uh, a pop-up space and Colfax and at, our downtown space mm -hmm. and it was going to but not now have a uh airstream for zine magazine mm -hmm. uh, where people could go and read zine magazine and uh so usually there's one or two rooms that you don't go in or you don't say anything about the piece because people's attention span is pretty short and uh uh, so we went into the Rolodex room, which is my Rolodex for seven zillion years. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're on plants and it's kind of like a, a you know, a parade of, plant, of Rolodexes with underneath plants. And um, she goes, one woman goes, it's all women. Okay, there's no man. Okay, <laughs> and so it's, I don't know. Anyways, uh, and she says, are we allowed to enter? And I'm like, yes, of course. Are we allowed to touch? Yes, of course. Uh, she figures out that it's arranged alphabetically. And um, she goes immediately to O. And then she finds what she's looking for. And then she goes, may I take a picture? And I'm like, yes, of course. And uh, then she says, will you come and take a picture with me? I'm like, yes, of course. <laughs> All right, so this goes on, and then we leave and we go on to the next pieces. And um, in the end, she goes, because it's, you know, it's like a book group thing, you know, it's like, let's, let's summarize what we saw, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. And then she goes, I have a confession to make. I'm Yoko Ono's daughter. And I didn't even know Yoko Ono had a daughter, <laughs> you know? I didn't either. Incredible. Uh, but obviously it's from a previous engagement with someone before John Lennon, but she goes, I have to, and it was on a Saturday and she says, I have to, uh, I have a conversation with my mother every Saturday and she wants me to say something interesting. 
And today I have something interesting to tell her. So that was kind of fun. So that was you found a Ono in the Rolodex. What did you say? You found Ono in the Rolodex. Yes. Well, it's not hard to get her in your Rolodex. You yeah. know, she lives in the Dakota. <laughs> you know? I'm not like getting any secret information. Of course, yeah. That's great. What a nice story. Well. But there's going to be many more like that when the show reopens. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Uh-huh. Uh, which we skipped the lessons one, but what do you, so this is it. What do you think is missing from accounts of the current crisis? Mm. Interactions, closeness, 50 ways to leave your lover, relational aesthetics. So humor in the end trumps it all. Everyone should laugh a little bit more. That's my thoughts. <laughs> and I'm glad you laughed. <laughs> You know, I think a lot, I don't think the masks have seen their full potential. You sense it more than others because of Dardova. But uh, I think a lot of comedy could happen here, right? Yes. I mean, come on, let's make the lips go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, next question. Um, so what do you think can't be captured by standards accounts of our current crises? Huh? I didn't get that one. So. Well, we'll move on to the next. So how have you felt the impact of COVID in your life? Mm, six degrees of separation. There's a sadness because everyone knows somebody who's lost somebody. Yep. And it's just, I, I, same as everyone else. I think it's uh, just horrible. And uh, we're... But what are we? We all have to be responsible and and take care of uh, uh, ourselves and not have so so many selfish uh, thoughts. Hence the mask. Mm -hmm. Is, have you had observations about Denver? The impact, you know, as a Denver citizen, you know, you grew up there. How has Denver felt? Uh, I think Denver's pretty responsible. It's a pretty politically correct uh, environment. Uh, maybe m more rurally, they're, they're, they don't need to use masks as mm -hmm. much as people do in Denver. And so they're not abided by as much. But I think everyone here seems to try you know, um, we've, I think we've entered phase three, mm. uh, so you can do dine-in, dining-in, and uh, everybody really tries to respect each other's space. Uh, but, you know, I live on a park, which we can get into later. It's coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, there, the, you know, is also... Um, uh, other ways that people are expressing themselves. Hmm. Um, this is a, I like this question. How are you caring for yourself and your loved ones right now? Usually I'm cooking. Who mm. knows that? She gets <laughs> lots of good stuff and sharing and gardening. But even that is sort of off limits because people don't want to eat food made by somebody else. And Hiking is a good thing. I think it's the underrated yoga. 
It, say that again. It's overrated. It's the underrated yoga. Oh, hiking. I've been going on very long walks, like hours. Exactly. It yeah. really helps you feel good. It mm -hmm. cleans your mind and um, makes you feel better. And um, is a way that you're outdoors and, you know, uh, I just love it. Yeah. Can yeah. I ask what kinds of things you've been cooking? Oh, yes. Uh, I cook transparent pie, Sally Lem bread. Everyone's making bread. You can't buy yeast. You know, <laughs> there's no yeast and there's no flour. And uh, chocolate sheet cake, Colorado chocolate sheet cake. And my best girlfriend growing up, Annie, wrote me uh, in the New York Times uh, that uh, they had the Colorado sheet cake recipe. And I said, who at the New York Times got the Grayland Country Day cookbook? Okay, because that's where that came from. <laughs> and, and, and we're just giggling about it all the time. But chocolate sheet cake, chocolate pie. Uh, I make a lot of pies. That's cool. I'm good at pie. Nice. Uh, um, so let's see. What has changed for you and your work during this time? I'm following a little rule that my father taught me, call five people a day. Obviously that analog communication is outdated, right? But now it does work, even in our digital environment. Uh, I have this project called the Open Art Backslide, mm -hmm. where people can fax in art or what they're thinking or feeling. Number is, I had props here, but I got, I obviously lost them. 720-379-5972. Um, originally, it was done in the early 90s. And then like now, the faxes were political because mm. that happened at the time of uh, Rodney King. And now we have George Floyd. And uh, so we have things like this coming in. Minneapolis officer uh, charged with murder. And that and, came to you as a fax in the project? Amazing. Yeah, people fax that in. Yeah. And so all these faxes come into the fax machine. So Gary LeVay's Gary style, they just fall on the floor, scatter. Right. And uh, uh, there's also sentimental faxes, you know, things like. Uh, uh, Christo dying, right. you know, and there's also more local ones like the Denver Cruise, for Fourth Night Denver Police unleashed tear gas and foam bullets as marchers again defy curfew, like that, you know. Yeah. So it's a reflection of the time, and it's kind of um, uh, Mary Barone, one of my friends, she said, it's like the first Facebook, you know, people can fax in what their thoughts are. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Um, but they can be artistic, you know, somebody making a drawing or they can be silly, you know, like a joke. Mm. You know? Like, you know, the stupidest, like a Richard Prince joke, but not even a painting. 
yeah. you know those kind of things. Uh, and I think it's um, important at this time of COVID to and protest for closure for and closure for art somehow to be present in this analog old way of communication and archiving it at this time as it passes. It's a public diary, absolutely. Um, so we only have a couple minutes left. Do you have a question you really liked to want to respond to of the remaining ones? Okay, well, let's go to the next one. Sure. Um, so what has changed? Oh, we did that one. What draws your attention? So has the way your attention gets drawn changed? And then I have one more that I must do. Please. I watch TV 24-7. I dream of Jeannie is on my TV schedule. In fact, I think it's on right now. And I'm missing it. Uh, think about background, mostly all the capers, but most of all, think of Jeannie in a bottle, quarantined for 2,000 years, and freed. By Captain Nelson. He's not yet a major. And one particular episode, Jeannie in her bottle is accidentally given to the Russians and it becomes a national crisis. But she saves our democracy uh, without anyone knowing, including Dr. Bellas. Wow. I love that idea of her as the hero. Well, it's okay. Now, my next question that I want to do is, how do you envision as the crisis continues? Mm. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Hope and mod. Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. She didn't care if the whole world looked. Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really cooked. Isadora was the first raw burner. And you're glad she showed up, oh yeah. And when the country was falling apart, Betsy Ross got it all sewed up. And then there's Maud, 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 and then there's that old cause compromising enterprise and anything but tranquilizing right on Maud. Okay. <laughs> I got my lighter out for you. And then uh, 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 I was, I want to just finish with this. Uh, I was working in, you know, aside from all my uh, 70s sitcoms that are normally are based, I was working on a series of videos for the mid-careers made that didn't come into fruition. Um, and one of the concepts was, that the video backgrounds were of news programming. It doesn't matter who it is. It's Hannity, uh, AM Joy, uh, Morning Joy, excuse me, Morning Joe, uh, it, uh, you know, whoever it was, you know, Rachel Maddow, uh, NBC News, CBS News, so all the backgrounds behind them. Um, but it would just be the backgrounds without the commentary. Comment, commentator, and like very Jack Goldstein, you know, taking these like images that are on, uh, uh, in the background uh, that you don't think about. And I didn't manage to make it, but now Zoom has done it for me and you can choose your own background. 
uh, or choose one from the curated ones Zoom could give you. And um, even the commentators are now venturing their thoughts about colleagues' interviews, uh, interviewees, uh, curatorial choices of books, art, and even pineapples. The in-between is now more relevant than ever. Absolutely. That's a perfect line to end on, I think, Evan. I had a better one, but that's okay. Uh, do you want to give it? No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how everything went. So. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much. It's, it's my first time on Zoom, and um, I was very nervous, and you made me feel very at ease, and thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So I'm going to stop recording, but I'm not hanging up, but I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. <laughs>